spot that you guys are pretty familiar with? Like, this is the first time I've been here. Oh, Hodgepodge? yeah, I come here pretty regularly. I've been here. I've been to a zillion art shows here. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. I just usually stop by for coffee when I'm headed to Whitney's house. Oh, yeah, this is off my beaten path. So. Yeah. I don't have any. I mean, it's because I live in Shambly, which is, like, right. inside the Atlanta suburbs, basically. Right. You know, like, there's no good coffee shop. No. <laughs> if I lived closer to it, I'd be here all the time, but uh, I don't. Yeah, mm. and there's they, many good coffee shops between me and here. Yeah, they gave me a punch card, and it was very nice. Oh yeah, that's it's, nice. it's going to go unused <laughs> for a long time. Yeah, thanks. I don't just, think I could survive without coffee. Just a little bit. I feel like college taught me that if I don't have coffee, the world's going to end, mm. and I can't keep up with anything. Yeah. Yeah, that that'll continue on throughout your adult years. <laughs> good enough. Good enough. Until <laughs> it's a, a first gent- heart attack happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you'll get old and start having anxiety issues, and yeah. be like, oh, well, I got to yeah, stop drinking coffee. <laughs> Oh, Cut out the look, caffeine. I'm looking forward to that. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, there's a whole world of pain ahead of you, kid. <laughs> Little Uncle Lucky tell you all about it. <laughs> what would you guys say is your favorite kinds of coffee? Do you prefer like lattes, espresso base? Oh, I'm a straight up coffee guy. Straight coffee. Yeah. I'm a f- I'm a floofy coffee drinker. Like I my my order is a almond milk latte. You know what I really like, though? I really got into, um, I was, I spent some time in Australia, and I really got into the flat white. Um, And you can make a flat white with almond milk, and it's great. Now, what is the flat white for those who aren't uh, familiar with the fancy coffee menu? So it's it's very similar to a latte, and it's the way that they steam the milk. Mm, So it's, um, because you know a latte, a cappuccino has more foam than a latte does. Latte has more milk. Yeah. Um, and, uh, it's, so it's got about the same amount of milk that a latte does, but it's like, I don't know, it's like micro foamed or something, right. it's, it, but they're incredibly yummy. Yeah. Now if I drink a, a thing like that, I'll drink this cortado, which I'm having right now, mm-hmm. but I have no idea what the ratio of the steamed milk to right. coffee is. And I'm going to name drop it. Alton Brown got me hooked on these things. Mm. And so if I go with a like, oh, maybe I'll get a little, <laughs> I get well, a cortado. Great. Luckily you don't have to fall back into a. Second life as a barista anytime soon, so you can rely. Well, you right. say that. As a former, <laughs> it's very close. It's, so it's close. right around the corner. <laughs> so close, you guys. As a former so barista, close to the end. I should remember everything about all of mm-hmm. those, but it kind of just starts like fading into mm-hmm. the memory. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I got in front of an espresso machine, I could probably make everything, but I right. couldn't tell you exactly yeah. what I'm making in the moment, right. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. My uh, my sister used to work as a Barnes and Noble Starbucks for a while and she said the worst part was well the and the most memorable part was the people that would come in and make the most absurd like I need 12 pumps of vanilla yeah. like stuff oh, like sure, that yeah. <laughs> they figure out their secret formula <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. yeah demand it you know what I wish I could do I wish I could do that at Taco Bell because I know what the perfect bean burrito is, but you never know like who's gonna make it. They all make them differently, you so I need to start ordering like <laughs> I would order at a coffee shop at Taco okay, Bell. Okay, let's let's do this little play act right okay. now. I'm going to be a Taco Bell employee, and you come in to, and you order. Okay, I'd hi, like welco- hi, welcome to Taco Bell. Oh, hi, home of the seven layer top burrito. <laughs> oh, hi, thanks for having me. I'd like to get a bean burrito. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be nine ninety five. Thank you. Can I get the uh, the tortilla double steamed? Whoa! I want beans that aren't old and hard. We've never served those. I like actually. I like my beans kind of runny. Oh, not too not too much onion. Interesting. Wow. Okay. Cheese all the way through, and enough sauce, but not too much sauce. Uh, excuse me. Can you um, get to the next customer, please? No. Hold on. We need to double We've steam a tortilla. <laughs> I guess that's what makes them soft. Get somebody on the hat right now. Double steamed wet beans. Now i got to figure out what runny beans are. Lucky, we've talked about this. I fries with the cheese sauce. I haven't gotten it yet. Oh, the nacho fries or whatever? fries? They have fries now with a nacho cheese sauce. Uh, All the commercials about the Bell Illuminati, they're hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, I haven't really watched network television in years. Yeah, that's all I do all day. uh, Their commercials, when they release new products, should end with fuck you we're talking about we can do it mm-hmm. they, they really can <laughs> you know true. what i mean like it it, it, it it people will go yeah college of the fast food i right. prefer taco bell me too well because i don't eat meat so it's really yeah. the only place where you cannot eat oh, meat yeah, right. and true get that. something n- nice to eat even if you eat a beef taco it's really not meat no no yeah, it's, it's cr- more, it's more sawdust <laughs> yeah, sawdust and crickets well, I mean, welcome back to the uh, Talking Taco Bell podcast. Uh, it's really, really big that we were I able to I have so much to say about Taco Bell. <laughs> Will you please name this episode Sawdust and Crickets? Yeah. 
it's done. There we go. I mean, that's the name of my next. That's the fifth Mike podcast name. I think. Oh, yeah, that's nice. a good one too. It's a good band name too. Huge for the Talk About podcast that we were able to get the guests that we got today. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Lucky Yates. Welcome to Taco Bell. Welcome to Taco Bell. <laughs> this is Lucky Yates. Can I take your order? And Amber Nash. That's right, Amber Wet Beans. That's <laughs> what they call me. Yo, Wet Beans. Yeah. And uh, of course, oh, this man, is. Oh man, that's a good nickname. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Uh, this is Chester from Unfinished Business with Chester and the Shrew, also a good podcast name. And then this is Davey Gnomes from ATL by Day. So, uh, now Where do you go at night, Davey? <laughs> the Gnome Factory. Oh, isn't it in a secret forest? Uh, I mean, it's around the Edgewood area, of course. Oh, man, I don't know that the rest of Nomenkind will Nomenkind? like you telling people what area their secret forest it's is okay. in. It's okay. I'm also the queen of the gnomes, so all my loyal oh. subjects can just bow sure, to me. Sure, yeah, right, true that. I have a bunch of gnomes in my backyard. Oh, I used really? to have more gnomes in the house, but my husband <laughs> keeps taking them and putting them outside. <laughs> uh, the gnomes belong in the garden. I guess. Gnomes seem like it'd be kind of a very patriarchy-heavy society. All you ever see is the bearded gnomes. Yeah. You don't see mm-hmm. a lot of... Female. You don't know. Lady it gnomes. could be like Lord of the Rings because they're um, dwarves. Women also have beards. Guys, 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 yeah. guys. There are books written in the 1970s. In the 1970s, America caught gnome fever, and I was caught up in it. Really? There is a great book called Gnomes. It's a beautiful art, oh, and it I really describes it. their culture yeah. and the whole tell if going you're on. This no, up. I'm totally not. I wish I could. I. One of my favorite books growing up was by this same artist and person, and it was about giants. Uh, but Gnomes was his first book, uh, and it like it was a bestseller like crazy. Everybody loved Gnomes for well, a while. And then there's also if you guys ever watch Gravity Falls, one of the mm-hmm. very first episodes, it was a bunch of gnomes that were stacked up on each other trying to make Mabel their queen gnome, and then. I was like, nah, that's all me. No, that's, that's, you. that's my that's yeah. my title. I'm sorry. Wow. You're like Mabel's a cartoon character. I'm real life. I was just wow. like now I've gotta find some real life gnomes to lord over myself over. It's hard to find anyone shorter than me though, you know, being a gnome and all, but mm. one day I'll find more that aren't children. That's fine. Is that a uh, is that, that show that's kind of a children's show but has a lot of weird overlaps with Rick and Morty? Kind of. They drop like Easter eggs because um Dan Harmon and the creator of Gravity Falls are like really good friends. Like college oh. roommates or something. That's cool. Something like that. that. If you like watch Rick and Morty, they'll sometimes have like little Easter eggs hmm. from Gravity Falls and kind of like vice versa. Because I don't know, like watching back and forth on them and like the art styles aren't really similar, but you can see like where the humor kind of overlaps. Hmm. Sometimes there are a lot of cool guys kicking around Disney at that point. Matt hmm. Chapman, uh, who he and his brother Mike uh, are, live here in town, and they did the cartoon Homestar Runner online forever and ever and <laughs> That's ever. That's a throwback. And uh, so they they had a bunch of deals uh, with various places, and Disney was one of them. And so Matt moved out to L.A. and started working at Disney just to sort of be on site. Uh, and then just started working on Gravity Falls. Nice. And so, like, yeah, you know, he's a part of, like, he wrote and directed and was voices in it and stuff like that. Another good Atlanta figure yeah. or oh, two yeah. for this here show. Yeah. Nice. Well, I, I definitely, the that's Chapman brothers. something I wanted to definitely talk a lot about because you mm-hmm. guys have a pretty unique perspective as far as like, I mean, Atlanta, you know, when you think of comedy in the U.S., oftentimes it's like this big red beacon of New York and Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And even like, Chicago. Like, what is Atlanta's profile in all of that? Like, you know, I always say that I think Atlanta's like such a special place and people don't realize until they get here what a great scene we have. And it's not just like comedy and theater. Like we have a cool underground, underground art, art scene. Yeah, yeah. it like always it's, has been. It's, uh, and like if you are an artist of any kind and you want to do something, you can get it done in Atlanta. And I think what's cool about it in theater particularly and in comedy is like there's nobody telling us what to do. Like there's no Broadway. There's no Hollywood. There's no Second City. Like we just get to do what we want to do. And, and there's just so much cool stuff happening. Happening. Yeah. Uh, Always. Exactly. Everything she said. Yes. One hundred percent. The vibe seems like less like, like in LA. Like it seems like anyone could give you their their headshot at a given moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like less. Every, and out in LA, everybody's got an angle. Everybody yeah. wants yeah, to be yeah. on a TV show. It doesn't matter what they're doing, where they work, in what department. It does not matter. What they're gunning for is to be on a TV show, <laughs> and it is evident everywhere you go. You can't go anywhere in that town without people speaking in, uh, like, resumes mm-hmm. and, you know, what projects and just like, oh, man, this do is so think, weird. 
do you have you guys like noticed like a difference in like the comedy scene over the past few years like has it grown in certain sectors here has in town it, yeah oh yeah so, yeah I, I mean i think the city's grown so much it's, and like yeah, our theater definitely. dad's garage has grown so much there's so many more people than there used oh to be which God, is so it's awesome such a huge huge yeah. company now and i mean comedy's changing always but in particularly in the last like two years we know with like me too and time's up and it, like diversity is a big thing that's happening and like because when I started at dad's there was only white men at the yeah, theater was 12 white guys yeah and I was like one of the first ladies that they allowed to do anything yeah. on stage it wasn't even allowed yeah. it was just like there's you were the one with chops and right. that would stick around to do stuff yeah with us. I was like oh I guess I'll stick around yeah <laughs> and lucky you helped start dad's garage no I, I joined two years that's after they began it was awesome. about a crew of uh people from Florida State University oh. And then moved up here uh, thinking, hey, the Olympics are coming up there in 96. So they moved up in 95 when they graduated. And then I joined them in 97. I was doing shows at the Center for Puppetry Arts. And one of the founders of Dad's was working there as well. And we created a show together for a summer run. Mark Mark Cram, yeah. yeah. And uh, we did a a seven-episode sci-fi serial. And it was a big hit. And uh, part of that, we did a puppet improv show, and then they were like, hey, you're pretty good at this. You should come over to Dad's Garage and do shows with us. And so I jumped up, but they were like still little babes in the woods. And and I had a theater degree and had been in the scene for a long time. Uh, And so I was like, yeah, this is is everything I've ever wanted. It's a playground, and we create our own work, and it's awesome. It's shows we want to see. Mm -hmm. And and I think Atlanta is the same way. Even though we're getting huge because we're Yollywood now and all that kind of stuff, (laughs) we evolved out of this underground art scene and I feel like that vibe continues no matter what. Yeah, agreed. Uh, It's great. That's why people like it. It feels more like uh, people doing it because they really, really enjoy it and, and are um, needing to be expressive in those ways. Right. Less so then, yeah, like this is something I've got to somehow shape. Like my, like I'm not, uh, uh, like my worth is tied to me turning into a TV show. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's people just wanting to do what they want to do, like their art, whatever that is. And, and, well, yeah, and that's the other thing too, is we didn't start out as Yollywood. This is very recent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, Really, if you do art here, you were doing it because you needed to do art. And this was a great place to create. And people would support you. And the people that are coming here now, because so much production is happening here, are like, wow, this city's really Really cool. cool, Because people think Atlanta's like backwards. And it's like, no, Atlanta's a huge metropolitan city full of a lot of people. And it's an awesome place. Yeah. Yeah. If you've ever encountered someone, I'm sure you have, if you're... um, in another part of the country and have someone find out you're from Atlanta and they're like, "What? where's your accent? Oh, yeah. Like, why doesn't well, it always. sound... Amber more than anything because she grew up here. Yeah, and I used to. I grew up in Gwinnett, so like in the suburbs. Yeah. And um, I definitely had a southern accent when I was a kid. And I moved to California when I was in high school. And, you know, you want to fit in. And so <laughs> I just was like, well, I don't say y'all anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Do you um, guys think that, like, because you do voice acting you did puppetry you guys are in improv do you think sometimes like your voice and like those characters and caricatures like Mm -hmm. come over into your real personalities oh sure Mm -hmm. uh i mean that's just sort of humans and language as it goes anyway you sort of adapt to whatever region or whatever group you're in and things evolve and change like that i mean Mm -hmm. i still like i'm from detroit and i still have a, a good Michigan accent kicking mm-hmm. around every now and again I really hear it scream out but other than that I think I, I don't right. sound, but I certainly don't sound like I've lived in Atlanta for 23 years yeah and you know my, <laughs> my husband's Canadian and we spend a decent amount of time in, in Canada and uh, whenever and I am not from Canada I don't have a Canadian accent but whenever I'm talking to Canadians like my voice changes and I'm like who am I why do I why am I talking like this yeah. so I think it's just human nature to adapt to try to fit in and in, in whatever situation you're in so you don't seem like you know the one in the herd that's gonna get killed by the yeah. lion <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> did did you ever, like, like, uh, when you were in Australia did that did you notice the same thing no because I can't possibly do an Australian <laughs> accent I would catch, I wish I went to I've went to Australia for a little bit also and I would catch a little bit sometimes if I was around too many Australians yeah. which is, there's no such thing as too many Australians <laughs> let's be honest I would catch like a, just some of that inflection a little yeah. bit I'm like what am I doing right <laughs> it's so ridiculous. funny oh what is this delicious drink that's yeah, been put before we us we should probably by uh, the way pay some homage to the quite nice so side note 
Thank you to HodgePodge for hosting us in this <gasps> yes. lovely establishment over in Grant Park. Thank you Hashtag very much. go to HodgePodge. But right now we have the Bless Your Heart signature drink. It is can be served either... No, the old honey. My bad. My bad. It can be served either hot or ice. It's a latte with honey and lavender. Yeah. It's called an old Tommy? Oh, honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> yeah, an old Tommy. Or an old Tommy. Because <laughs> yeah. I was like, why is it called an you old know, Tommy? You know, sweet old Tommy. You know, old Tommy. It was his favorite drink. Lavender. You know, I just realized today that there's lavender in my yard. I didn't know. There's I didn't know what mine. it looked like. Yeah. It's yeah. really sweet. It's I really like this. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. This is good. It is purple. Mm. It's lavender colored, mm. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's where they got that name for that color is from the actual plant. <laughs> yeah. That they used to make the, the paint Are you out sure of. sure it's not like a chicken and the egg situation? Who Nobody knows? knows. Okay, yeah. Well, it's the same it, with like. It's all dinosaurs. We're not going to figure it out. Like, look, like, I know orange, like, historically was like a British term. And then no one knows, like, if Catherine of Aragon came over with the fruit from Spain. Hmm. And then, like, King Henry was like, oh, that's, a, that's orange, even though orange was also red. Oh. So. No one knows. Interesting. Mm. Of I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I read <laughs> that like before there were certain words for colors, like we didn't see those colors as much. Like if you, uh, if there's another language that has a word for a specific type of blue, they have more of an ability to see that shade Interesting. of blue. Interesting. If it's its own thing. I wonder if that's why women like we see better shades than men because I could point <laughs> to like do. a color <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's magenta or. A guy would be like, no, it's just pink. And I'm like, no, Maybe it's not just pink. Do you think if we start just randomly naming ghosts, we'll start seeing more ghosts? I hope oh, so. Yeah, that's documented. <laughs> that's, that's that's perfect science researched. right there. Yeah. I read somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So it's that's true. A fact. You say it on a microphone. That's right. <laughs> um, I had someone put a, uh, uh, a voice acting question to me that I thought would be interesting if you guys weighed in on. And hmm. that is, like, apparently... Um, are that it's di- very difficult to do a character who is imitating another character. Oh yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Because then it's like we got to double down. Yeah, right? you gotta, you gotta. What would that person's version of that? Yeah, be? yeah. Uh, I've done that before. Well, I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember when. We do it a lot, actually, when we did the the kids show with the puppets, right? Because right? the puppets would play characters. So right. I was playing a puppet character with an already goofy voice, right? And then that puppet would then play characters, and then so you would have to do that puppet doing that character. Right. And so I mean, you can go double down. Tripling down, uh, I'm gonna say, is probably really, really <laughs> right. up That's to the pros. Yeah, Inception. But definitely, yeah. like you, you guys know, are Billy pros. West <laughs> kind of stuff. That stuff is like when you've been performing for a long time and you get lazy. It's like those are the kind of things that it's like, oh, well, I need this like fun challenge to like get me razzled again because I, you know, because I have to try hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like on Archer, Pam. Does I mean? Does she uh, ever, I mean, no, no, we don't really, we don't really do each other's scared. No. no, we don't. We never do it. Has there been? Huh. I mean, like you said though, is there as that because sh- that show has been on for you know uh, was nine it, years? Nine, yeah, nine years. Mm-hmm. So. Have you tried to throw yourself curveballs as far as like nah, the char- we just show up and read whatever's in the script? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I think that Adam's doing it for us by changing things up every. Uh, yeah, there's kids have invaded the podcast. <laughs> oh, fun! She's a, it's because there's a horsey up, in horsey? here. She's the fifth mic. <laughs> Is any of um, Archer improvised at all? Do you guys ever just riff it or no? no. It's tightly brilliantly written and also we don't record together at all so there's no way there's nothing to bounce off of if you're going to try to riff you can't you know most you're always recording on different days right amber and i record on the same day but that's it yeah but we're not together have either of you guys ever done any stand-up because i know a lot of people are actually very new to what improvising is Mm -hmm. a lot of people here like oh yeah i've gone to like stand-up clubs or i've done this kind Mm -hmm. of thing but have either of you ever done it? No. I have never. I'm no. so terrified of the idea of yeah. doing stand-up. It's like a one-person comedy show that you have to come out in like five minutes and wow them. Yeah. It's like, oh man, Especially that's such a huge craft. Coming from improv, like it's such a team sport that like you literally don't mm. have to do anything. You just go out on stage with some other people and then yeah. a show right. happens. Yeah, and I like, I'm, that's cool. All I've done is theater, right? And so like doing that improv is the natural thing because I'm like I'm just doing theater but I, we're, all, we're making up the scripts right. as we go which is amazing it's my favorite thing uh, but yeah doing a uh, stand up act I wouldn't even know where to begin yeah. I mean I know they have like notebooks full of jokes <laughs> and I'm like I don't even know what that would look like yeah like what do you do you write the setup and you write the mo- I, I don't know yeah 
it it's seems a like a much show. different beast for sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, other than I mean, I, I mean, we should definitely plug um, Dad's Garage yeah. mm-hmm. and oh, upcoming always. shows always. for sure. Mm-hmm. But um, as fans or as like you know people who are plugged into the Atlanta scene, like what are some spots that people don't necessarily know about for improv in Atlanta? You know, um, the sad thing is, is that because we do improv for work, we never go see improv yeah, shows because right. we're, we're doing, doing them at the same time that other people are right. doing them. But there's so much happening in Atlanta. I mean, compared to what it used to be when we first started, yeah. like there's Village Theater that's right down the street from mm-hmm. us. The relapse is still going. Yeah, there's a lot of young groups going that happen out of relapse. Yeah, uh, that's really a good training ground. Totally. Uh, place. Well, I know Dark Side of the Room with Dad's Garage is hilarious. Yeah. I love getting to see them. John Carr's Black Nerd was amazing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I was there for um, the Dad's Garage, like, birthday, like, weekend kind mm-hmm. of soiree. And I saw theater sports that you all did, and Black Nerd was before that. Mm-hmm. And it was just, like, really cool to see, like, how everyone bounces off of each other. It's really cool to see that even though it is improv, there was, like, a show written specifically mm-hmm. for something like Black Nerd mm-hmm. just to yeah. help, like, demographics and to build up people who might not think that they could do improv or even act at all. So mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. I've heard that uh, improv is often recommended for as like a therapeutic thing for mm-hmm. people with like social anxiety. It can stuff. be so many different things. I mean, a lot of people get told, like actors get told to go take an improv class for all different kinds of things to loosen up. It can be used for group building. It can be used for getting people better at doing job interviews. Like there's just no end to, there's actually a group in North Carolina in Asheville that uses um, improv to work with Alzheimer's patients. Like wow. there's just, it's so amazing. Like it truly changed my life. Like I, I, I'm a different person now, probably like definitely personality wise but probably like i believe my brain is configured differently than it was that before makes sense. you oh, know absolutely. like it really changes the way you think it, and, it, it and does operate. And, uh, the thing that i love about it the most is it no matter who you are and what you do if you take just some improv classes it's going to teach you to sort of be able to roll with whatever punches come your way because that's the whole thing about improv yeah. it's like no matter what's thrown at you you grab it and you roll with it and then you spin it into something that's good and it it branches out to every part of your life if you sort of just take these basic principles of improv comedy, the most unseeming hero of life. Right. Uh, but it really does help across yeah. the board. And also, like, I've taken, I can't even tell you how many acting classes in my life. Improv classes are the are the best acting classes yeah, and, you can take. And speaking of, of stand-up before, like, improv always gets, like, a bad name. Like, it's the, you know, the the crappy younger sister of the, yeah. yeah and and the thing is is because there's so many bad improv troops out there and it's so easy to make fun of but when you see really good improv like when you see masterful improv it is incredible yeah. to watch so there's just a lot of bad people doing it i know um my first taste of improv was when i was in high school and my high school which was in a very small area of north carolina mm-hmm. listeners you know who i'm talking about and pretty much my high school kind of made one, but it was so bad, and I was just like, this is awful. And then coming down to school in Atlanta, I ended up seeing you guys my freshman year for like a little like college like night show, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, it probably can be funny. This is cool. <laughs> and so from there, I definitely was a very judgmental person. Right. Against you know, it's yeah. like all art. You yeah. know, there's, there's bad good and stuff good. and there's terrible yeah. stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, you guys just walked in and you were all stars day one, right? <laughs> <laughs> no. Really? It took me forever. <laughs> when I used to, t- I used to teach a lot and uh, teach improv a lot, and one of the things that I would always tell my students that nobody liked to hear was, "You're not going to be good at this until eight years from now." And <laughs> they're like, "What?" And I was like, "It takes a really long time to get good at it." And that's the other great thing about improv is that you will do this thing and then generally you go after and immediately do some notes and talk about like what happened out there and what you would do differently if you were doing that kind of thing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you just continually learning along the way and it, the learning never stops. You can always get better and new people come in and like we've got, I mean, dad's is what, 22 now? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we've getting these batches of rookies that coming in. And, like, I've been at Dad since 1997. And, like, kids are inspiring me like crazy. All I want to do is do shows with them. Because they think differently than I ever did. And they, like, are bringing a whole new perspective to things that, as a 50-year-old man, I don't have. <laughs> and I love it. It's great. That's do you awesome. guys have any specific um, improv games you prefer over others? 
I, uh, I, there's a lot that I don't like. Like, there's games that I'm just like, I'm not going to play that anymore. I just am not. I've been doing this long enough that I don't have to do that stupid <laughs> yeah, game that's ever the again. thing about games, right, <laughs> yeah. is, like, the theater yeah. sports. And we play lots of games that are awesome. Like, I prefer more, I think as you get older, too, you kind of prefer more narrative stuff. Yeah, you do. But that's kind of the magic of what we do at Daz is we can make a shitty game good because we make it narrative no matter right. what the well, stupid game is. It's always been yeah. The, yeah. the drive is yeah. that we're story based. Um, I love uh, one of my favorite games that we kind of made up years ago is um, Lifetime Original Movie ah, so where good. we basically go through the catalog of all Lifetime Original Movie names and we just have the audience pick one and, and then the scene is titled that so it's like the perfect stranger no that's a tv show from the 80s it's like um the perfect <laughs> it could be a lifetime the perfect movie too. teacher yeah. and then it's always about how terribly deadly this teacher is why he did this <laughs> so like vague yeah. uh yeah but even still it's not like not even a you know it's like a scene we're yeah, gonna dig in and we're gonna do a yeah. full movie yeah as opposed to uh-oh we're doing one voice interview yeah. again which is fun yeah it's fun but it's like oh i've done 18,000 one voice interviews. Yeah. I don't need to do those yeah. anymore. I do Anna. love, I mean, I love a good word at a time story. There's yeah. some good classics. That, there are you know, some good classics. Everybody's got their favorites. Yeah. Do you guys have any um, memorable, like, long form games that you guys did that just you've always remembered? It was like, I mean, a funny we, story to we tell. We do Scandal. <laughs> we do a soap opera every year. Yeah, and it's uh, always fun. And it changes location and characters and, you know, uh, every year. And so that. It, that's just always been my favorite show at yeah. Dad's. Uh, yeah. Because it's narrative and yeah. uh, the audiences, repeat audiences like crazy that I can't believe live theater gets this weekly. Yeah. Come back week after week to see the show. fans yeah. Yeah, coming back to see what happens to their favorite characters. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's this really is so fun. great. And yeah. when you're a young improviser at Dad's, getting into a scandal cast is like a big oh, so deal. Good, so. yeah. My first scandal. That's I, what I, brought me to dads. Yeah, scandal. Yeah. I did. A sh- I do a show with my husband that's based on um, a screenwriting book called Save the Cat, and it's really difficult. And that's why I like the show because it reminds me that I've got to, you know, sometimes improv can be harder than yeah, just getting on stage and screwing around. Yeah. Because um, we try to write a whole screenplay in the. 60 minutes that we have to do the show and it's just two of us so that's one of my favorites to do also you said that uh you know improv is like almost like um i don't know was the word you used like stepchild of stand-up yeah yeah Yeah. i wonder if that's not necessarily the that that a lot of people are you know doing it who are rookies because there's definitely a lot doing that for Mm stand-up but like you know netflix is filled with stand-up comedy mm-hmm. specials and everything like it's the professionals are out there and people see the really really right. good ones but people don't other than like whose line people don't really see a lot of right. like good it's because it's such a experiential thing like you have to yeah, kind of be yeah, yeah it's the live inter- theater the inter- right yeah. and so if you're making everything up you can't go cut and do it again you know what i mean if yeah. you want a true improv experience <laughs> And Curb Your Enthusiasm was an improvised show. Right. But even still, they would do a scene and improvise the whole thing and then be like, all right, we like this, 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 and this, and try to do this, 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 and this, and then redo it until they're finally like doing a thing that they've already done a few times. And nobody's really been able to figure out, except for Who's Line, how to crack it and make it good on television, because lots of time it'll be an amazing show, and then you put it on tape and you're like, this is terrible. The thing about Who's Line is it's games. Well, and and on Who's Line, they will shoot for eight hours and take half an hour worth yeah, of content. Yeah. So they're shooting tons yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah. and yeah. cutting There's it so down. so much crap yeah. that they're doing. But I, think that, I think that goes back into like what you said about teaching. It takes eight years to even just kind of like get a feel for the mastery. And right. I feel like a lot of the masters, like Colin Mockery, who ironically <laughs> is going to be here this coming weekend yeah. at Dad's Garage, um, you guys just... You make it seem so easy, but once you get a feel for it, it is like a craft. It's like an artwork in its own sense. Like yeah. you said, with stand-up, they have like jokes they know what they want to say, but with mm-hmm. improv, anything can be thrown at you. Yeah, you have no idea what's going to happen. Yeah. And you have like, you know, you have things, you have not bits, but like you have characters that you bring, that you, you know, everybody's kind of got their set things that they do. So you can kind of know, like, I can kind of have an idea of a, a character choice that Lucky might make yeah, based right. on knowing Lucky, but yeah, you just never really know but what's going to happen. That's why a, a seasoned group like that's right. Yeah. Like we're we're a tight group and we work together every single weekend, several shows a weekend, and so you build up confidence with one another where you know that you can bounce this type of thing off of that person and it's c- going to go a certain way. But if you do it to that person, man, it might go 
way off course right. and you don't know where it, it, it might be scary. Right. Uh, you mm-hmm. sort of start tailoring how you deal with other characters based on who's thinking. And then also as we get keep going along, you start thinking of things while you're doing them on stage. You start thinking of the shape of show and right. what act is this and how, where should I put this in the story and then we're going to bring it around here all while you don't know what anybody else is going to do. But mm-hmm. everybody sort of develops this hive mind of like, all right, we know that we need to get to this hill and then get down it and then everything's going to be fine. Uh-oh, random guy X just threw something <laughs> wacky in here. What are we going to do? It's, it's so great. It's exciting every time you step on stage. Well, that's some of that like expert you know, long time nuance that like when you, cause when you do anything that's like a performance, the first, when you're first doing it, it's just going to be like, just uh, like panicked energy. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, you're, it's going to just slow down for right. you. Like the time that you're, um, so like, uh, yeah, I guess time, like time slows down the longer you do something like yeah, that. So you, I, have, you have time to start considering those other stories. Yeah. You just get more so. comfortable. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'm more comfortable on stage doing an improv show than I am doing anything else. Like even <laughs> yeah, being in my house cool. alone, Same, like yeah. I'm so comfortable there. I'm that, never more comfortable yeah. than when I'm on stage in front of an audience. Yeah. yeah I don't do well in life. Yeah. I think that. <laughs> With being comfortable. Really I'm always like, <laughs> a pace all the time. I'm I mean, constantly just like, like get me to a show. All right. mm-hmm, he's doing all right now, but it's because yeah. he's performing. I'm twitchy. I'm also uh, like got three coffee drinks in front of me. There's a new one. Oh, I'm not yes. gonna sleep tonight. Oh my this god, is great. what's this one? So shout out once again to Hodgepodge Coffee. Thank, Thank you. you. Hodgepodge. We have their seasonal drip, which is a Costa Rican Terra Zoo. It has flavor notes of chocolate hazelnut and sugared lemon. Can we call mm. it Old Terra to Old go with Terra. Old Tommy? Mm. Old Terra and Tommy just live down really the, good. down the block. Um, oh, oh, yeah, that's good. Mm. Mm. Yum, yum, yum. Mm. Start out nice. my day that's with so a uh, not bitter at all. It's great. We also have half and half on the table. Mm. No, it's great. <laughs> Normally, it would be like, good. whoa. I'm not a black coffee guy, but uh, that is fantastic. Mm-hmm. See, I like yeah. black coffee, but I think it depends on who makes the black coffee. Right. And it's I'm just not... so easy to go like too bitter. You know? Yeah. Right. Or it, it can burn so easily. Like, I've tried so yeah. many coffees that were yeah. just burnt and yeah. someone's like oh no you just don't like black coffee i'm like no that's burnt. i don't like, like burnt, burnt coffee yeah. i remember telling uh, a friend that lives in seattle that like my um uh that my office uses a keurig you mm-hmm. know and like he thought that i like it was such a crime hey man right. i rode the keurig train for a couple of years it's like convenience you it's, know what i mean yeah. you're like oh it's so convenient i just least, plop a thing in there I and the i get Keurig's a cup of coffee cute. like you get these little pods and it makes it it's decent it's not bad i'm a big fan of the nespresso which is a very uh, european yeah, which is the classy yeah Keurig. It, oh. it, it, that makes an an extremely good cup of coffee. There's an espresso store in New York that has yeah. events in it, and like the thing will be packed with people in fancy dress, and they're yeah. all drinking those little pod coffees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't Crazy. get invited. To I haven't done. Parties. I haven't. I haven't pulled the trigger yet. I, it, but like, I'm gonna buy a really expensive Nespresso machine. I'm gonna do it. An espresso <laughs> machine? Nespresso. <laughs> wait, wait, why don't you just get an espresso machine? Because Nespresso makes the pod machines. Oh. It's the one. Aren't, aren't you worried about killing whales with the tiny plastic things you throw away? Um, I am, but they don't. You, they use uh, aluminum. What do whales or they use, know? Uh, they use like little foil packets. Oh. I don't know. Once again, I feel like we should look to the corporations, not the buyers. You know what? We're ignorant in all of our things. We yeah. gotta look to the corporations. They're the ones hurting the well, whales. Well, the corporations are driven by the buyers, right? So, like, if the buyers stop buying, then the corporations go, "Oh no, that thing didn't work. We better mm-hmm. not do it anymore." Mm-hmm. But do point. they? The power is in the dollar, and the dollar belongs to you. Yeah, oh. some examples yeah. of that for sure. It's okay. We won't go into our anti-capitalism. <laughs> oh yeah, today. give me Lay. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, give me uh, ranting about something weird. Let's go. George, <laughs> we're going off into the tangents here. <laughs> I mean, George Clooney told me to buy an espresso. So George Clooney like, you know. also sold a tequila company for like four billion dollars. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Well, how much can tequila be worth? I mean, it's as like a tequila lover, stuff. Mm-hmm. I love tequila, so you know what. But you know, he's got to figure it out. That, yeah. that was a company that went into a market that was already oversaturated yeah. and became gigantic Ow. because he, because of George marketing. Clooney. It's all marketing. It's not like that tequila is a vodka with a really cool skull. 
as a bottle. Why couldn't Dan Aykroyd? This probably because, shitty vodka. Well, skulls were popular in the nineties, and uh, now they like, are making a comeback with like Gen Z and millennials. Like I, come on, I yeah. know during my goth emo phase, I was all skulls, and everyone's like, "Why are you dressed like Day of the Dead?" And I'm like, "You know what? One day they will come back, and they are." Uh, still, I've never, I've never let them go. <laughs> anyway. Uh, What's next? W- well, um, I don't know how. What other another cup of old Terra? I don't know what other coffees are set to come out. Um, I do think. Mm. Um, pretty randomized, but I'm not mad about that. No, that's okay. Um, so we touched on Archer being kind of you know, here's the page, say your mm-hmm. lines, yeah. Here's your paycheck. Mm-hmm. Go home. Mm-hmm. Was Wait, paycheck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, we've been getting paid. Is that the same? I mean, it is Emmy winning. They're like, winning. people will know who you are. And I'm like, that's all I ever wanted. <laughs> was was Frisky Dingo the same process? <laughs> no, Frisky Dingo was... <laughs> so, here's the thing. So yeah, I'm going to tell the story. <laughs> There's so many different stories. Just tell the story about the recording booth okay. alone. So, uh, it's actually not far from here in East Atlanta. The guys that make that still make Archer Today, it was just five guys back then and they were all dirty and not they like the burger joint what do you mean no what do you mean dirty they were just like gross nerds that made cartoons yeah. in a stinky house in east atlanta <laughs> computer cartoon nerds and, like, right everything well, was dirty the farting, bathroom yeah. the bathroom was always destroyed yeah. and so we'd go they'd they'd call me and i didn't i didn't even have a bank account that's how poor i was they'd call me and they'd be like amber get here in 10 minutes and i was and no matter where i was i'd drive my ford bronco over there and then i would walk into this horrifyingly dirty house in east atlanta and then they would take me to the back where they recorded and this they had taken a small closet like a small closet the smallest closet you can <laughs> figure put, out put up some soundproofing foam which made it even smaller which made it even smaller and there was a microphone in there no ventilation whatsoever a microphone <laughs> and a, like a music stand for your script <laughs> <laughs> and they would you would get in there and you would pull one door closed and lock it and then they would shut another door on the outside and lock you in. How did you guys get involved with this? This is like the most on, unsafe we'll thing in the entire world. Thank God I hadn't started having anxiety by this get time Get your lines right life. you can have some water. Yeah, you can get out. And so you would, they would be able to talk to you through your headphones on the outside. But it was always terrible so it would be like, hey, can you yeah. Like, What? <laughs> It was so horrifying. And then they would give me money. And we weren't in the union. This was all, like, and not above board at all. Check. They would hand me a check, and I'd take it to the check-cashing place on Ponce <laughs> <laughs> and check, cash my check. Oh, yeah. man, it's the best. So we got involved with them because during the C-Lab days, uh, two of the guys were in our impo, well, Christian Danley and Casey Willis, who are still on the show, yeah. executive producer and editor yeah. of the show. <laughs> um they were they worked over there and uh, they started doing Frisky Dingo and they hired Amber to play Val the Assassin and then they had all these extacles and then one script came <laughs> along and they were, there was a one extacle that became the voice of reason and they were like let's get lucky to do that and so I was the extacle voice of reason that's during solid, that show that's and so when credit. when they started Archer they hired Amber right up. they hired you doing Frisky didn't they yeah and I think you know I have to believe that they had auditioned other people and nobody worked out because they just gave me the role. Like, I didn't even have to audition for it. They just asked me if I wanted it. Same thing with me, but it's, <laughs> it was the time. We didn't know. Right. Like, you know, we, and the network did have well, to approve us both. To yeah, be we fair, got approved by the network. We didn't make you guys audition to come on this podcast. <laughs> it's true. Oh, that's true. But you wouldn't have had us on <laughs> were there no Archer. That's true. <laughs> Not true because as someone who does go to Dad's Garage who didn't appreciate improv in my mm. younger days, mm. I definitely enjoy going to see the shows even if I'm just like chilling kind of thing like watching I enjoy like the atmosphere I enjoy like kind of like the culture that you guys do Mm -hmm. especially like instilling like that kind of like family idea of it it's Mm -hmm. not like forced like oh we're a family quote unquote but no it is genuine I definitely do see that the way you guys like work together on stage just like even just chilling downstairs before you even go into like the big area, like everyone's just down, like getting a drink and getting yeah. some food. And yeah, I everybody's genuinely adores and is concerned for one another. Yeah, like we are, cool. we really are. Yeah. yeah, it's a it's a great group. 
Well, I'm glad we talked mostly about Dad's Garage because, I mean, I've seen a bunch of Archer. I love the show. It's hilarious. But if this was going to start turning into, like, episode references, I, I was going to be completely <laughs> lost. I, I would, too. And I, I literally have... Well, I was blacked out for most of those days. I don't know most of what happens on the show. People are like, so tell me about uh, season seven, episode three. And, and I'm like, I have no idea. Oh, yeah. I'm breaking about. it down like that. I have no idea. Yeah. But you can throw sort of general like remember when such and such happened or and I and I usually am, I don't remember anything I yeah. think I might actually have some mental problems I, <laughs> I'm just such a cartoon nerd right. you know what I mean and I don't watch our show right. like, I'll watch the episodes once and then uh, right. that's it but I do remember a lot mm-hmm. that happens in it because it is funny mm-hmm. what, what I would be a uh, super fan of it were I not on it uh, what do you watch like if, you know obviously Venture you're not just gonna Venture, Venture Brothers, Brothers is like my show. favorite show of all time are they still coming out with new episodes they're, it's happening now. Like they they just started the oh, seventh nice. season. Uh, there's two episodes so far. I, think, I believe you can still watch them both on the on the AdultSwim.com. Do you ever get to like do guest stuff in the in other like? And uh, I've been trying to get on that show for years. <laughs> and every year I see Doc and Jackson at the at Dragon Con, and it's surprisingly hard to get jobs. It is shockingly hard to get jobs. When I once Archer started kind of picking up, and I was like, "This is a hit show." I was just like, "Gonna sit back and let the phone <laughs> ring off the hook," and that has not happened. No. Still no. to this day, it's not really hard to get jobs, especially in voice acting. I audition like I don't know tons of times a week, and because people are like, "No." There is always a TV or movie star that's willing to do it. It's true, and so you get bumped right out. Like yeah. there's a huge hierarchy. Yeah. And they really want the bigger the the person is or the character that they played somewhere else is that's who they'll prefer to go you know what with. I need to do I need to start posting nudes on Instagram so I get more <laughs> followers. followers bingo I've been it's been working out great really for me. Yeah. great speaking great. of Dragon Con Lucky aren't you attending I am I've, I'm doing some form of panel so I um that I'm not with who <laughs> just me oh <laughs> my buddy uh, my, so my buddy Ken who actually just wrote the uh, Art Adventure Brothers did they give you a pass book. and aren't making you do a bunch of other things I have to do some other shows but it's like a goofy improv show and then and I one other thing. I have to do three things. But I, I got in with a good... Good. If it works out, I'll let you know. Okay. It's okay. Because I did... Um, I'm doing like a little article, like who to see snapshot mm. of like just the different performers and actors attending. Yeah. And you Come were... Come to mind. Yeah. You were in the last um, part three of my thing. I'm yeah. moving on to part four. Side note, everyone should read these if you're attending Dragon Con. And um, I just thought it was really funny that you mentioned like wanting jobs mm. and then like going into... Dragon Con and how so many people assume that because you guys are like really popular with FX however other networks don't care. I think that's really unique Mm because everyone assumes that actors and actresses are like oh they always get jobs they're just like on the low I think it kind of humanizes it. Yeah well my mom's always like well my mom hates Archer because it's so dirty and she's like well why don't you get a job on uh, Disney and I'm like well that's not how it works mom I don't just call Disney and ask them to give me a job I'm ready Disney (laughs) you know what Disney I've changed my ways you you should write a uh, much more family friendly now you should write a list based article called five reasons why Lucky 8 should be on Venture Bros I could also do one why Amber should be on Disney now don't do it don't do it because Doc and Jackson are notorious for like going anything that the public wants they want to do the opposite so <laughs> okay. don't don't You're right. don't try to help me lucky shit yeah. let me just on weasel just let me weasel in there what's this new one we're drinking yeah oh, hold yeah, on we got a new my drink favorite. You, so you've been the plug there's chocolate in here this is my favorite mocha caliente it can Ooh. be served hot or ice it's Ooh. a latte with ghirardelli chocolate sauce with a spice blend of cayenne pepper and cinnamon yum caliente um, very good. So um, we're coming into like um, you know about forty-five minutes. So mm. uh, I Uh-oh. think you know that's right. Soon it. We'll, obviously, we've got this awesome coffee. Um, we can start talking about anything that we want to plug. Mm. Um, I did have hold on a follow-up question about getting other um, voice acting gigs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten something and Mm-mm. then they're like, "Can you?" Oh, no, sorry. I'm just gonna go no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> follow-up question. <Okay. laughs> 
if you ever gotten something and you wanted to do something and they were like yeah but can you just do like more of like a pam version of that you know not exactly but i did get a job i was surprised that i actually booked a job and it was for um a uh, re- a fast food restaurant that uh serves hamburgers mm. one of those you mm. can imagine which one it might mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. and um are they the king of the hamburgers they weren't the king but they were definitely um they, they were ihob right <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah no. IHOB. <laughs> um so i went in and i was like and it was just like a quick little radio spot you know for for th- this hamburger company and i was like oh i totally got this job based on my audition and my merit mm-hmm. as a voice actor mm-hmm. and then at the end they're like hey um can you say something to my my, my nephew <laughs> in the pam voice and i was like god damn it yep. That's all, yep. <laughs> i yep. didn't get this on my merit yep. uh, and it was just but some crappy little 30 second spot Yes, I will say that thing. <laughs> I totally did. And right. I was like so gracious about it. I was like, oh my God, thank you for asking me. I'd love to do that. In the never sleep again uh, category, <laughs> more coffee has arrived. This Excellent. is like, this is going to be worse for my health than when we mm. did this at the brewery. Mm, yeah. Coffee's very good for you. I got a, I got a pack tonight, so this is gonna oh, going to keep me going. Mm. You're leaving zip, town. Zip, zip. So. Everything's going to be labeled perfectly. Yes. Yeah, it's and I'm a pretty color-coded. fastidious packer. Are you? Yeah. I I'm didn't the last mean to like, you are like a big traveler, right? Yeah. What's like, all right, this is like a pretty generic question, but like, what is like, boom, bucket list, and what is like, thick, something people should consider that they don't go to? Ooh, um, bucket list is definitely um, Thailand. I haven't been to Thailand yet. Me My too. husband's been. Well, yeah, that's surprising because Kevin loves it yeah. so much. Yeah. Um, we're going to Hong Kong this year, which I'm oh, really excited exciting. about. Cool. Kevin's yeah. learning Cantonese. Oh, man. Um, but one of the things that people don't think about that they should really check out, and they can a little bit easier than they used to be able to, is Cuba. I got yes. to go to Cuba, and it was so incredible. But I had to fly there, and we're in Atlanta, so very close to Cuba, but I had to fly to Toronto to get there because <laughs> uh, my husband's Canadian, so they were like, it's cool, you're Canadian, you can go. And they were they almost stopped me. They stopped me boarding the plane, and they were like, you're American, you have an American passport. And all I said was, I understand the risk and <laughs> just kept going. Like, it was okay. a, it was an incredible place. It's really beautiful. Don't there. come cool. back a commie. Yeah. That's all they want. That's all they want. Yeah. yeah. Like I legitimately dream about going to Cuba or Martinique. Down. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. So and like I, I was so glad I got to go. I went in 2012, and I was so glad I got to go before American tourism ruined Cuba. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a Cabo Wabo there yet, yeah. you know, or like yeah, because there will be as soon as yeah. it opens. Yeah, up. or yeah. like yeah. a uh, Hooters. Car- Carlos and Charlie's, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. guys have any favorite places you like to go, like food-wise, bar-wise around like in, in town? town? Mm-hmm. The Yacht Club. Oh, yeah, we you love the Yacht, Yacht, Yacht Club. Club. It's been the official Dad's Garage bar since yeah. Dad's Garage began. We invited two of the bartenders to our wedding because yeah. we were oh they're like gosh. family. <laughs> here is, and here is the, It's not. I don't know that it's a hidden secret. I guess it is because only people that really go to the Yacht Club know. The food at the Yacht Club is amazing. And the weekly specials is where it's at. And their kitchen is so small and yeah. tiny. It's just yeah. like gross looking, but there's a window. So it's all amazing. Yeah. But you're just like, they can't possibly be making good food in there. It's great. I've only wow. gotten drinks there. Yeah, wow. the food's eat. great. Yeah, don't, if you're, don't eat before you go and just get, no matter what you get, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Hmm. Good to know. From Have you guys Burritos checked out Hattie B's yet? I haven't. It's always like, it's there's a line out right? the door by like 10.30 a.m. Is it the hot chicken joint? Yeah. I don't eat meat, so I'm not going to eat there. But they do have good. pimento mac and cheese. Ooh, and eat, right? Oh my god! Yeah, right on. I no, love Delia's. I was just at Delia's. Um, oh, those ones just right up the road yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, and it's they got they got veggie sausage, so that's oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, any like big uh, like what's what's coming up at Dad's Garage? People can go see you guys. Um, what's what's oh, going on? Oh, the next on? Lawrenceburg is yeah. the next scripted show that'll begin uh, next month. I can believe they're going into rehearsals. Yeah, it's, it's Duke, um, Dukes of Hazard meets uh, Star, Wars Star Wars meets Dukes of Hazard meets. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, it's a really great. Uh, written Lucky by, and I are not in it, no. but it's really it's probably why it's so good. <laughs> it's it's a reboot actually. Of, we did the show uh, many many years yeah. ago, but it's written by one of our guys, Travis Sharp, mm-hmm. and he grew up in the town of Lawrenceburg, Tennessee, and like would go to all the local mom and pop stores and everybody had great relationships and then mm-hmm. Walmart moved into town and destroyed all small businesses and it really affected Trav. And so he wrote this kind of like Dukes of Hazard and Star Wars mash him up but it's the story of this Walmart moving in and It's an incredible everything. show. It's so great. It's really fun. And cool. it's been yeah, completely rebooted and uh, 
all genders have been swapped and it's yeah. good, it's gonna be great and then uh the next uh i'm doing a burlesque show at dad's garage called vaviana vardot's famous sex party mm. where mm. i play so much fun i play vaviana vardot and i look and like a drag queen disney channel turn that one down <laughs> yeah <laughs> disney channel was not interested what are you okay. talking about that's totally family <laughs> friendly that's disney a, at night that's female <laughs> empowerment Once they buy right, right um and the next one it, it's not a regular show it happens like every few months every other month usually and we have one on september 1st uh which is during dragon con so if you're not a dragon con person which i'm not come out <laughs> to vaviana vardo for uh, but it'll be that's what, thursday night it's actually going to be on a saturday night oh it's on time. saturday night yeah. and then oh. the next one after that is going to be our big halloween one that'll be october 27th or something and i actually want you to host oh, it as yeah. the theme you got it because I'm going to do my number. Okay, great. I'm do a number on great, that. Great, great, really great, excited. great, great. Yeah. So Bobby Vardo's famous sex party. Look mm, for it. Very fun. Yeah. Obvious, it's such a great show. Obviously, people probably haven't heard of Archer. No. It's a show on FX. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Check it out. They need show. the support. Yeah. yeah. So, That'll yeah. be coming back in March, April? Cute little cartoon for the kids. Who knows? I never know <laughs> yes. until I, th- yeah. it's about to air. And I'm like, oh, I guess it's yeah. now. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. Like, April has been the last two times, but I don't. I never know. Yeah, right. That check still hasn't cleared. Uh <laughs> Uh, we're recording, I so mean, I mean that's good. But yeah. they have all new art because now we're genre hopping I every mean, season, so they have to redraw the show. Krieger was like a parrot. I was a parrot. Yeah, you were a parrot. No, there was no Krieger. There was only Crackers. Mm-hmm. They, weren't, they weren't the same character at all. I that like just Krieger. Wasn't Krieger anymore. Krieger's back. Krieger's back. back for season ten. Yeah. Is Archer gonna wake up finally? Uh, Nobody uh, knows. Yeah, we're in space now, so who knows? Yeah, Man, nobody knows. Um, obviously, thank you. Big big thank you. Uh, you know. Um, to Hodgepodge oh for hosting us, for yeah. jacking us up, yeah. for <laughs> spiking my blood pressure dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this I'm, is seriously good coffee. It is mm-hmm. really, really good. I'm used, like I said, I had cured coffee this morning, and I'm just like. Uh, just and for those myself. of you that have never been to Hodgepodge, it's a really big place, so you can always find a seat. Like if you're looking for a place to get some coffee and get some work done, you can host yeah. a damn yeah. podcast here if you want. Yeah, to. yeah it's really super oh cool God, here. Yeah. Almost like we're um, doing that. Yeah. Right? Right. Obviously, check out atlbyday.com. Yeah. Uh, you know, you guys are up putting out information on what's cool to do in Atlanta, who's cool to see. Yeah, we always make sure eat. that we have like the best events pretty much for non family friendly type people, pretty much mm-hmm. age groups between like 18 to 40, 45, whatever you're up to doing. So and we're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any uh, have fun, you kids. <laughs> but no. I gotta go to go take a bath and get in the bed. <laughs> They can just grab my pants and just kids go out and have a good time. But no, seriously, check out Dad's Garage. Check out ATL by Day. Check out Chester and the Shrew. Seriously, yeah, guys, we're still in great. that. Uh, we're still in that. You know, lock people in sheds and re- make mm-hmm. them record with double doors and sweat lodges. Hey, man, it can lead to success. It can, as long as you get your we're paycheck. Living proof right. it yeah. can lead to success. Can I ask you a gnome question before we? Yeah. What happens if you catch a live gnome? Is it like a leprechaun? Does it have to give you something it precious? You balls. No, we're just gonna keep talking so till you let us go, it and gives- we're gonna talk about things that like probably annoy you, and we're gonna like insult something about what you. What if somebody you- with infinite patience catches a gnome and they're just like yeah let's keep talking i'm just gonna insult you until (laughs) like i find your weakness you also can get leprosy from them so you need to be careful (laughs) wouldn't that be a leprechaun oh hey oh side note though gnomes and leprechauns don't get along well Mm. in elf aren't gnomes alcoholics Gnomes? No, I wish. leprechauns are. No, I don't no. know what gnomes are. Oh. We're looking at one. We're looking at the queen. <laughs> I don't know. She likes coffee. And Clearly, I like tequila and And she likes coffee. people under 45 years old. <laughs> what was the... Uh what was the title that we decided for this episode? Fifth Mike? Was that what no, it was? No, it was something uh, about Dusty. The Sawdust, uh, sawdust and Crickets. Oh, <laughs> sawdust, sawdust and Crickets. Yeah. There we go. All right. Um, well, I mean, thank you guys. Thank you so much for making time. This of course. Is fun. Thank you guys. I mean, it was of course. really cool to meet you both. So thank you. I appreciate right it. Thanks. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Uh, Bye. Cheers. Bye.